Good morning, Miguel. Miguel Valdez with Community Board Podcast, and today collaborating here with the Minnesota Research Link and Mayo Clinic Center for Health Equity and Community Engagement Research. And today I'm here today with my friend Sean from NAMI, from Southeast Minnesota, the chapter here in the, this corner of the state. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, Miguel. Good to see you. I know. It's, 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 uh, time flies. Last time we connected was during this time, I guess, last year. Yeah, and, yes, uh, it was. And it's amazing how how we are again here again. We're here in um, fall. How's the... Are you ready for this change of seasons? I love this time of year. Uh, I love the getting out the sweatshirts and sitting around a fire with friends. Uh, this is this is my time of year. Awesome. Yeah, I like it too. Then I can welcome my dogs to cuddle. Otherwise, during the summer, it just gets too hot. So, yep. hey, so tell our friends what's what's new on NAMI. What is the new changes? Any updates that is happening here in Southeast Minnesota? Yeah, there is so much happening right now. So I think the first thing I would take you to is the Southeast Regional Crisis Center. That opened um, at the end of July, and it now serves people. If you are in crisis or if you feel you need some help, um, maybe with stabilizing or want to see a professional, um, because it can be so hard to get in to see therapists and social workers, the Southeast Regional Crisis Center is the place to go. Um, they have a residential side that helps stabilize people um, for 10 days, but they also have a clinic side that is walk-in. You can just walk in and be seen. So NAMI is providing peer support services there, and then we're helping p- connect people to community-based peer support so when they leave, they continue to have support services. And where where is... Uh really the criteria for you, for someone to, to get access to the. Yeah, it's true. It's, I'm glad you asked that it's, it's open door. So anybody can come down. If you have insurance, you know, they can bill your insurance. If you don't have insurance, there is a pot of money that is available to help people who don't have insurance. So the, the object in the kind of the objective is to be an open door service so anybody can walk in. Okay. And since you're in this field, Sean, have you noticed, because I've been hearing our, um, in the radio or Simpson News where a lot of people uh, during this time of the pandemic, during the pandemic, uh, either have been escaping, I mean, escaping, uh, skipping uh, checkups, and have you seen increase also on, on mental health related uh, more cases or, yeah, or, I, or people who are being diagnosed in the past, but now they're being escape, skipping their appointments or support groups since we cannot be on, on in person? What has been your experience? So uh, I think there was, you know, it was hard to get in front of people for a while. Um, and then this summer there was kind of this, um, depending what your age group was, there was a backlog still of people that were having, it was difficult to get in. Now that school's in full swing again, we are beginning to see an uptick again in uh, people who need more support and more services. Because I think, again, we're not out of the COVID nightmare that we really hope to be out of at this point. Okay. And so it is, 
it is creating uh, some anxiety um, in in people. And and now that we're moving from summer to to the to the fall during this cold weather, is there any activities or new things happening at NAMI? So uh, uh, NAMI is continuing to provide our services in person. Um, we are uh, we will be moving to a uh, another facility that'll be able to give people the spacing that they need um, so that people aren't sitting on top of each other, that they can be uh, uh, safely distanced from each other and do a support group. So right now we are negotiating with three different locations, trying to find a place. Watch the NAMI website um, okay. for that information because it will be posted once we secure a new location. So during the summer, you guys were gathering in the parking lot outside just to keep it safe, distance, that's, or that's park? Exactly right. Nope, that's exactly right. We did the BYOC again, bring your own chair, and then people would sit in a circle and they would do the support group in a safe distance. Great. It worked really well. So in your experience with this weather, how long do you uh, see this continuing? So the not, outdoor? Yeah, not much longer because the support groups happen usually in the evening. Oh, and so, okay. uh, you know, by, by six o'clock, the sun is set and it's getting really cold. So probably three more weeks, maybe four more weeks at the most. And then the weather will, will start getting a lot more rain too. So it'll just be easier to move indoors. And where, where people can find out about these support groups. So you can go to NAMI, N-A-M-I-S-E-M-N.org and go to our event calendar. All of the support groups that we have, family, individual, um, DBT skills group, all of those are posted there. And uh, so some are virtual still, but uh, a lot of them are in person and uh, you can figure out where it's the closest to you and attend. There's no need to register. You can just show up. Yeah, I was looking also at your Facebook page and also I saw that you have, uh, for example, for this week, starting some new trainings. So you have some trainings that are offered for volunteers for people That's who right. would like to get involved, right? Yes, we are doing uh, uh, volunteer peer supporters. So if you want to learn the, the skills necessary to support someone with mental illness, you can go to the page and click on that link. And then it'll take you to an application you can fill out. So we train people on how to talk, how to listen, um, and how to support somebody who is having a mental health episode. So we call that volunteer peer supporters. And that is available to anybody who um, has a desire to help somebody. And um, what about some fun facts? Do you have any fun facts coming up? Any yes. stories that you guys sharing? Yeah, so uh, I think there's two fun facts. Well, the first is the NAMI Walks. This weekend is our big fundraiser, NAMI Walks for Mental Illness, for mental health and mental illness. Um, we are going to go virtual this year. Based off of COVID, we were worried that we would just have too many people in a very close proximity. Um, also, when uh, Rochester Pride canceled, um, we felt that, you know, it was, it was in our best interest also to, since it would be a large event to cancel that as well. So, uh, now you can walk your way, your own time and you can raise money. Just go again to NAMI, N-A-M-I-S-E, 
mn.org and click on NAMI Walks and you can register. There's a registration page. You can create your own team. You can invite your friends and family to participate and you can uh, just raise money yourself. You can be an individual. So that's one of the fun things happening. The other is uh, there is a gentleman who is starting to get a lot of press. He is carrying a canoe across southern Minnesota, and he's doing it to raise awareness for suicide prevention. His name is Evan Hansen, and you can find him on Facebook um, at Facebook uh, backslash Portage for a Purpose. Um, and I encourage people to uh, watch his Facebook. He posts regularly, and he talks about what it's like carrying a canoe um, across Minnesota. He is writing down the names of people who've lost their lives to suicide. So you also can just uh, uh, fill out a form and ask him to add a name. He has over 400 names right now of people um, who have lost their lives to suicide. So a sobering but yet inspiring um, initiative. Bring awareness. That, yeah, bring awareness. And, you know, there are really great stories. Uh, a couple drove seven hours to intercept him on his walk um, so that they could write their son's name on the canoe. And they spent time talking to him um, and helping him raise awareness, helping him raise funds. Um, so there's really very uh, interesting and compassionate stories um, about people who've lost their lives. Another one was a game warden who was driving down the road and saw a man carrying a canoe and whipped around and just said, and had to stop him and say, Hey, what are you doing carrying a canoe? There's no lakes around here. And uh, they got to talking and the game warden had lost somebody to suicide. And so he wrote his, uh, his friend's name on, on the canoe. So it's a very, uh, very compelling story. It's sad. It's inspirational. I highly encourage people to tune in and, and follow that. Yeah, and they can find uh, his post, some of his posts also on you guys' Facebook page. That's correct. Right? We, are, we are following that, yeah. Yeah, I will encourage everybody to follow the Southeast Minnesota NAMI uh, Facebook page because you can find a lot of good resources. And there I was looking, for example, this weekend, you guys post uh, your Sunday checklist, mental health checklist. Things to do, kind of to check in with yourself, and 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 I like those those kind of things because it, yeah, it does help you to remind just to take a moment and and, and yeah, and, and one of those is call a friend. And yeah. uh, sometimes we get really busy in our lives and we for, forget to call a friend, but uh, it's always important to just call and check up on somebody. Um, everyone's life is twists and turns, ups and downs. And sometimes you can catch people at an amazing time in their life where they just really needed uh, a call. So I encourage people to pick up a phone and phone a friend. Yeah, totally. And and going back to, to the walk, the event on Saturday, since it's virtual, how does people get to connect uh, via Zoom or, or there's any sort of uh, live broadcast? Yep. We will be live on Facebook from 10 to 12. Okay. Um, if you've if you uh, have a walk team or you've raised money, you can bring that money by and drop it off. We will uh, be doing interviews. Uh, we will have um, organizations that are uh, uh, sponsors 
of NAMI coming by and telling their story about why they support NAMI and why mental health matters. Um, so tune in for that. We will also be um, talking about our teams, um, our sponsors, and just kind of uh, our board members will be dropping by, friends will be dropping by. So you can walk at your own time with your friends, your family, and your own space. But we also um, are still creating a welcome environment. Um, if you have, if you've um, raised hundred dollars, you can come by and get your T-shirt. And Great Harvest is donating um, baked goods, so you can come by and pick those up for free, and we'll have water as well. So uh, we are we are still trying to uh, make a community from ten to twelve for people to come by and participate. We're just trying to control um, how many people come at one one time. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that and being responsible and safe. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you, um, related to your Facebook page too, uh, where where else can they get our resources besides you guys' Facebook page or, so, or your website? Yeah, well, so our website is um, very up-to-date and it has um, a lot of community resources out there. Um, other good resources um, are 211. So if you ever are in need of uh, just connecting with something or want to learn who's doing what and how you can reach them, 211 is run by United Way. And it's an informational um, service and they make referrals. So um, it's like a directory of services. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but the NAMI page resources is a great way to connect. Also, you can always call the R office. We make referrals to various community-based organizations all the time and really help people connect to those resources. So don't, don't be afraid to just pick up the phone and call NAMI. Okay. Before we go, one question I have. Any recommendation that you have for our friends listening and watching us? Now that the days are getting shorter, the deadline, and how that affects us. Yeah, that's called seasonal affective disorder, and it affects a lot of people. Um, people can be affected in, as the season shortens, but also as the season lengthens. So a lot of people sometimes don't get hit with that seasonal affective disorder, um, that depression or anxiety, until around February. Uh, so that is something to seek medical attention for. It's, it's not psychological. There is a biological factor uh, playing, and they can uh, set you up with resources. But if you are ex experiencing that, you know, as much sunlight as you can expose yourself to, get out and walk. Be out in the sunlight is a, a big key factor. But eventually, there just won't be enough sunlight. So, again, I always encourage people, this is medical. See a doctor and create a treatment plan with your family physician. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Anything else that you would like to add before we say goodbye to our friends? No, I want to just thank you, Miguel, for uh, everything that you do. And uh, I love talking with you. I can't wait to collaborate another time. I know. This is, uh, we're going to do it for sure. Absolutely. So I want to say thank you to everybody who are listening today. And just I want to ask you to please share this podcast with friends and family because we never know really who might benefit from this kind of tips or help that we're providing resources. So 
Stay tuned for more podcasts, more episodes here in the Minnesota Research Link and the Community Board Podcast. Stay tuned.